On this episode of The Mood Podcast, I talked with Julia Kirsten. Julia is a friend of a friend here in Bali and has been growing rapidly in the video creation space over the last 6 to 12 months. She's young, ambitious and infectiously buoyant with her own professional path and general personal demeanour. So it was a lot of fun to have her on, but we did touch upon some important topics. For Julia, the importance of women in filmmaking and digital art arenas cannot be understated, and we discussed difficulties and challenges that women face when pursuing such a vocation. We also traversed the subjects of social media once again, the potential effects of AI, importance of community, and the power and need of meaningful cause and purposes. So, here she is, Julia Kirsten. Who are you? What do you do and why are you here? Uh, I'm Julia. Um, I'm a filmmaker from Austria originally, but I've been traveling the world like the last one and a half years. Um, So that's been quite fun. Um, A lot has happened since then. Um, I don't know. Why am I here? Tell me. Why do you want to talk to me? What's interesting about me? That's the answer I was (laughs) looking for. I asked that to pretty much everyone and they give their own answers. Like, oh, actually, no, it was me that wanted you on. Um, Well, I think it's, there's a few reasons I wanted you on. A, my wife met you the other week and said she would be perfect for the podcast. So then I started following you and uh, obviously love all your content. And anyone who's, you know, good at that kind of stuff, videography, photography, any, actually we're kind of trying to branch out into other artists as well, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the, in the visual art space, but um, yeah, why not? It's a privilege to have, have someone as talented as you are on the show. So thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Julia, what's your last name? Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. Okay. And your Instagram handle? Julia Kirsten. Julia Kirsten. Okay. Um, Tell us about, and this was the other reason I wanted you on, um, tell us about women in this space and how much of a challenge that has been for you, if anything, when it comes to filmmaking. I mean, it definitely has been a challenge. Um, With filmmaking, I feel like it's even more like even harder than with photography there's a lot of like really amazingly talented female photographers in this industry and they all do super well but with filmmaking i feel like for some reason it's still insanely male dominated like at the moment in the travel industry that i'm in there's literally two girls to do it um and i don't know a hundred thousand men um so it's quite mental i feel like in some parts it might be helpful for me as well because I feel like some brands now recognize that there, like, there is a lack of women. So they're like, okay, maybe we should get one involved. But at the same time, I feel like most of them don't really think about it. Um, so when I am on a shoot, it's always me and the boys. This basically is like my entire life now, uh, which I don't mind at all. But I know that a lot of women would struggle with and wouldn't be too comfortable with, which is also ra- why I feel like most women wouldn't really get into it. Um, so yeah, I, for me personally, I haven't really had too much of a problem with it, but, um, I would just love to see more women in it because they just don't have a voice in filmmaking at the moment, or at least not enough. So there's two parts to this question, but, um, first part being kind of how you, how did you get into filmmaking? And second part being, why do you think it is the case that more women haven't taken the same path that you have? So for me personally, like I started out as a photographer, which I loved, but then for some reason, like very, very quickly ended up being in this bubble of filmmakers because I always had like, like more male friends, I guess. Um, so that kind of happened naturally in a way. And then I started filming a little bit. I, like, I don't know if you know Clay, Life Like the Wind. He, uh, Finn shot quite a bit with him. 
He's really, really talented. Um, and I met him on a trip in Jordan. And then he invited me out to come to Cappadocia with him on this big film project. And I was just surrounded by so many, so many insanely talented filmmakers and photographers and was kind of like, I feel like I do want to do a video as well. And that was literally like last August, so a year ago, when I decided maybe, maybe I should get into video. Um, and I think it was mainly because the people <clears throat> that were around me were so good at what they were doing and what they managed to make out of something that looked so basic with your pure eye was just so cool to me. So it was more the, uh, the creativity from something that looked kind of mundane. Yeah. And then they did like the weirdest moves and you're just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and then you look at what they put together in the edit and you're just like, holy smokes, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I do love that. A lot, the majority of, of it, you know, whatever that is, mm -hmm. um, filmmaking, photography stuff, a lot of it now is the, the skill and the talent in the post-processing, right? It's, you, can, you can truly enhance uh, what would, I guess, considered be an average shot or an average clip or video into something truly incredible right yeah what what about photography then so photography came first why did you get into that what was it about photography that kind of sparked your interest um i actually i'm i'm gonna like start with the whole background story from this because i started out doing something completely different like literally two years ago i was working in marketing studied nutritional sciences i did nothing creative whatsoever um I was in front of the camera quite a lot. So I was modeling in New York and Germany, um, but it was so insanely toxic. Um, but I was missing like something more. I felt like I already achieved everything in life, basically. Like my family was so happy with what I was doing. I had like great income, um, just having these titles of being a CEO. And then I was at this female empowerment startup. So I was 19 back then and I was like, kind of finished life. So it was, it was crazy. I felt wow. like just I was done with it, which was awesome. But at the same time, I just got bored of it. Um, and then I was like, well, in the creative industry, I feel like there's so much more that's happening. Um, and from being in front of the camera, I started like just taking a few photos myself and started to love it because you have so much more just say in what's, what's going to be the end result. Whereas when you're just a model in front of it. Um, and then I just saw that there's so many creators out there that do such insane things like all over the world and that the possibilities basically are endless. And I think I just needed a new challenge. So I think that's how I got into it because it just I feel like possibilities are never ending with photography. You can do whatever, you can change your style whenever you want to and you're not just stuck in that one job that you have. I don't know, I just felt like I was done. As a freelancer, does is the flip side that, you know, you don't have necessarily that security and, yeah. you know, the, you kind of have to, um, you know, fend for yourself essentially. Do you, do you experience that a lot? Oh, for sure. I do feel, I mean, sometimes I kind of miss the security of just knowing I have a stable income. Family was always super happy because they knew like, okay, she's safe. She's done like awesome. Um, whereas now it's obviously like way more of a thrill. Like, you don't really know how much you're going to earn each month. You don't really know what's happening if you get sick and you can't do a few jobs. Um, but I feel like it's so worth it. I'm literally living my dream. I do what I love every single day. Um, and I don't really know how that's my life and how I'm allowed to like call this my job. Because it literally just feels feels like a dream. How did your family react when you wanted to pivot into? Yeah, <laughs> they were not a fan of it <laughs> at all. Um, I mean, to be fair, if I was a parent and my kid would just start something that just felt very insecure to me, um, I would be a little scared for my child, I guess. Um, especially since 
like for them it's like in their head they don't really understand what I'm doing even now because I think for them that was never like an option um my family is quite traditional like they're all doctors uh my brothers in law so they're all wow. really successful but quite traditional people so for me to just start traveling around with my camera and being a freelancer i think it was quite a big shock and they were very protective of me which is awesome um but in the beginning they were like okay our our little daughter is alone in this world so i think by now they're kind of understanding that it's actually working out very well for me but in the beginning they were definitely not a fan of it um which was sad because i think in the beginning i kind of started to lose a little bit of the relationship with my parents because they just really wanted me to go back to where I were uh, in life. But we're, we're, we're getting back. So that's awesome. No, that's great. Yeah. I, I think it, that that gap in in understanding plays a big kind of barrier to relationships, especially with parents and yeah. children. If, if they can't empathize because they haven't kind of, they don't really understand that industry. They don't, you know, they want stability for their kids. They want mm-hmm. their kids to be healthy, stable, happy, right? Exactly, like, yeah. Well, doesn't kind of work that yeah. that way anymore but good for you did you feel like that was an extra barrier that you had to kind of break down as well as female photography feel female filmmaker and constantly kind of trying to prove yourself to others for sure it's like especially because i come also from a modeling background everyone always just saw me as a model and on one of my first big jobs they wanted me to be in front of camera so much and i was like well actually i'm, I'm a filmmaker and i feel like that's a lot of like that's a struggle that a lot of female filmmakers will have because there's no other girl on set. People love having girls in front of the camera because they can move their hair, play with their dresses or whatever. Um, and I love being in front of the camera, but if I'm hired as a filmmaker, I want to be taken seriously as a filmmaker and not be in front of the camera like 80% of the time. Um, so yeah, that's a big struggle for sure. Um, and yeah, the thing with like my friends and family was definitely a barrier for me too because I'm like, I'm a very, very social person. And if I like you or love you, it's like with all my heart. So when I started like having a little bit of like resistance from my family and my friends were like, what the hell is she doing? Um, obviously that kind of like hurt me and made me feel a little insecure about what I was doing. But I also knew that I kind of had to not think about it and do my thing. Otherwise, I think I would have never been happy back home. Um, and if I, I mean, obviously they would have probably been a little happier um but i like that i need to be selfish right now and i think by now they're so happy that i actually live my dream life and they see me living life to the fullest so it was worth it yeah they 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 just want you to be happy at the end of the day right yeah um well hopefully um, most parents do that's all (laughs) they want they want their kids just to be happy yeah so um what does happiness mean to you um for me personally i think the biggest part since i am an empath and i love people um is just having an amazing community around yourself, which by now I do. Like everyone is insanely supportive, helps each other out. Um, so that's one of the things that's super important to me. Then obviously like having just stability in your life. Like I don't really care about making huge amounts of money, but just knowing that you can do fun things and not have to worry and surprise your friends with something. That's something that makes me feel so rich, even though I'm not. Um, but just because I don't have to like think about it too much. Different form of wealth, right? That's wealthy yeah. in an emotional sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think my biggest success is just that I'm surrounded by the most passionate, talented people in the world, which is awesome. <laughs> well, how do you define success? I mean, you you talked about your family, albeit sound mm-hmm. incredibly intelligent family, being doctors and and lawyers. 
that's their version of success. Mm -hmm. What is your version of success? It's different to happiness, right? I guess so, yeah. Um, or is success just achieving happiness? In a way, yeah, 100%. Like if I'm successful, I want to be happy. I want to make sure that the people around me are happy. Um, so I think if I reckon right now, I would definitely say I'm successful. Um, and a part of it definitely is that I managed to also not only make myself happy, but make the people around me happy. So I have the time um, to spend time with people, which I didn't really before, um, even though I was successful in marketing. But for me, it's so important to also think about the people around me. So at the moment, I feel so successful because I managed to do my own business and managed to help other people out with what they're doing, spend time with fellow creators, colleagues, friends. Um, so yeah, I guess that's success to me. It's a yeah, lot no, about other people. Yeah, you seem to be um, not a people pleaser in any way, but just um, a, a social person who enjoys the community. Yeah. What is the define that word community for you again that has very different connotations depending on who who you ask but if you think about community what do you think about first what is it what is it that that means to you i think the first image that like pops into my mind right now is um i don't know if you've seen it but right now that we have this um quite big house with this garden we always have like every creator from bali around and all of them are also I didn't get invited. <laughs> next time, next time. You have to be good at spikeball though. Yeah. Or paintball. Oh, seen, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that your place? Yeah. Oh, I've seen yeah, lots of videos from the guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, with that community, it's like some of them I've known like since I started doing this, which was a year, year ago, so not even that long, but whatever. Um, others, I've, I don't know, I've known for like two days, but the community is like the feeling of community is so insanely strong that Everyone just, it feels like if someone would have a struggle, even though I've known him for like two hours, um, the entire community would come and pick you up. And I, I've never felt this as strong as in Bali. Like the community we have right now is so supportive. And I think that's the main thing that for me, community is about the support that you give each other. And that's so beautiful here. Yeah, I, so, I totally agree. We've experienced come, that in Bali as well. Another, yeah, I will. Yeah. <laughs> any, any kind of game I'm in. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I think Bali is, it, it's intrinsic to this island. It just has this energy about it. I was talking about this with, with Sophie, our last guest, and she's lived here for 27 years. And, and that's the first thing that she said about Bali was the energy. And I think that is exuded through all the expats as well as the, the locals and the indigenous population. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's just contagious, right? It is. And then you just add in kind of those creative people anyway, who are kind of naturally quite like that in the first place and mm -hmm. it's just a recipe for success it's yeah it is mental happiness. i do really feel like whoever comes here ends up not wanting to leave and feeling like the happiest they've ever been like i've had my friend um jacob over like the other week um who came to visit us here and he's a filmmaker as well most amazing jobs he's one of the most talented people ever is that it's jacob um, as in jacob on um, instagram no not that one okay uh, Another friend, he's also, but no, uh, Fairy Films. I don't know if you know okay, him. He no, does a lot so. for Beautiful Destinations and okay. works very closely with Tom Jonesy. Whatever. Um, but he came here and then we had super nice deep talk on like one of my last evenings here. And he literally said that he's never felt as happy in his life. And I feel like a lot of people that come and visit me here feel that, where they just say that they've never felt like so close to themselves as well as like to the people around them. For some reason, Bali does that. Mm -hmm. Like whenever I come back, 
first of all, it always just feels like home, um, like so much more than Austria could ever do. And I always feel so grounded, which is awesome. So I just feel, yeah, just close to myself, close to everyone else, close to nature. Bali's, I don't know, has a crazy energy about it, I guess. Yeah, well, good for you. It certainly comes across just that happy, smiley person. It's, it's a pleasure to have you so, on. Talk to me about... Um, your marketing i know you know i guess you were pretty young when you left that space but mm -hmm. you're obviously very good at it how has marketing helped your growth as a photographer and f now filmmaker it definitely helped a lot i feel like some filmmakers start out and they're so talented but they don't put up their work yeah um which is a shame like i've met so many people it's like oh my, you're so much better than me like why do you have no work um but it's literally you need to put out what you're doing, even if you feel like you could do better. Everyone could always do better. Just put that stuff out. And also, for me, what helped me a lot is also putting out my personality. Because people don't only book me for what I can do, but also for what, I, what the energy I bring to set. Because people want to be around good people and have a good vibe on set when they're filming. So I think your brand is not only about what you can produce, but also how you make the people around you feel. So that's something that helped me so much is just also focusing on who I am as a person and not just as an artist. And people have been loving that and just working with Julia as the artist as well as just having the energy of Julia. So I feel like if you put your work out, do that, but also show your face. Because people also just want to work with you, for uh, you. Give me some specifics. How do you actually do that? Like in a kind of a pitching scenario, or do you mean more like a social media type platform? Or give me an it's example. Both. Like a lot of people, if they would reach out to brands, um, they're gonna send their work, and that's that's it. For me, if I would reach out to brands, um, the first thing I do is I want to be in a call with you. I want to show you who I am before you work with me, um, and not just express myself through my work, which I feel like is so important. So always make sure that the people get to know you, not just your work. Um, like if you have a website, put something about you that people will be able to engage with, that people that will make people feel something. I feel like that's so important. Um, and when it comes to social media, I feel like a lot of people have been struggling growing or just like reaching the reaching the right clients. And I feel like your work is awesome, but sometimes it is good to show your face and show who you are as well. Because that's been helping me grow on social media so much. And now people know me for what I can do. But they're also like, oh, that's that smiley Julia girl. Like, she she seems so fun. We should have her on set. Um, so, yeah, it's good to have both, I think. How, or what would you put down to, um, sorry, what, what kind of reason would you put down uh, for your success on social media? Or if you consider it a success, but you've obviously, I mean, you're over 100K followers. You get great engagement. Obviously, your content's amazing. But some a lot of the time, you know, content is not enough, right? It's, it depends how you package that. Maybe you, you add some personal stuff in there. Maybe it is the, the techniques of kind of tapping into the algorithm with time as a post, captions, lengths, trending music, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What, give, give us uh, an idea of what you think has contributed to a good growth on, on social media. I don't think too much about my captions or hashtags. I add them, but there's nothing like major as well as like the time I post, I don't care too much. Um, I think the first thing is keep it fun because if I don't want to edit, like I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to put out 
the work I could put out if I was passionate in that moment. Um, and also do your own thing. I feel like a lot of people start just copying other people's work, which in the beginning might be so great for you to learn and see what works. But after a while, like you're not going to stand out if you do exactly what everyone else does. So it's so important to just find who you are and who you want to present yourself as and just stay true to yourself. Um, and if you want to talk about like specific Instagram growth or whatever, for me, what I find is so important is that you create something that people would want to share or save. Like that's always a, something that I have in mind. It's like, why would someone save that or be or send it to a friend and be like, okay, like we have to go to Africa or whatever. That's why my videos, and I'm not saying that everyone should do it, um, but they're all, always like cinematic, but still quite fun. So I can reach my clients with it. But at the same time, like just the normal Instagram audience will be like, oh, that looks like so much fun. I will go to, Af I want to go to Africa. But my clients will also be like, oh, that's so cinematic. I want to book her. Um, so yeah, just find a balance of things that make you, you be unique and see who you want to reach on Instagram. Just. So you actually have quite a strategic approach to your posts in terms of clientele. Yeah. So you're, you're actually with your post, you're trying to get jobs essentially. I mean, yeah, it's like number one thing for me is it's just fun because I just want to do my own stuff um, okay. and I want to put my own little videos out. Okay. Um, but I 100% see it as a portfolio because I get, let's say, 70% of my jobs through social media, through my presence. Do you? Okay, um, that's a lot. I guess so. And then the, re the rest is just like network, which is also really important. Um, so yeah, I see more as a portfolio. That's why I wouldn't put anything that's just like fun iPhone snaps on it at the moment because that might be nice for my friends to see, but... That's not going to like give me work. And a lot of clients and insane filmmakers follow me. So I also want to show what I can do um, because I love watching that stuff. So I want to be the one that puts that out as well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, very interesting. Do you do any stuff on other platforms? or Because I, I mean, I haven't kind of seen much of you. I haven't researched much of you on the other platforms. Obviously, mm -hmm. follow you on Instagram. I know everything you do on there. But yeah. what would your kind of take be on the likes of Twitter, Vero, YouTube, what else is there? Everything else. TikTok, Facebook. Yeah. Is um, Facebook still a thing? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you, so. you? <laughs> oh, in some parts of the world, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, um, for me, I have to say, I probably should be on TikTok with all the like fun travel videos I have on my phone, but I'm not. I don't really care too much. It's not no. the stuff that's like fun for me, even though like marketing wise, it would be so smart to just do it um because it's easy and quick so everyone else please do it i i don't <laughs> um then what i really want to get into now is youtube because the last year i've literally just focused on client work which was awesome and brought me to where i am now like literally i was able to work with the biggest clients in the world the last year which i'm still I, I can't wrap my head around it i don't know why they want to work with me and it's been absolutely beautiful um but now i feel like i'm at a point where i want to create more for myself again and I want to create work that's not just like commercial work, but also tell just important stories. So I want to start my YouTube channel. And I don't know, have, do you know Sam Potter? Yes. Yeah. He does a lot of like that beautiful cinematic Yeah, Harry, Harry Pope put me onto him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. And I want to, I think I want to go into a similar direction than him in my own style, my own way. But I want to tell stories that have an impact, um, put them together in a beautifully cinematic way, something that I'm passionate about um, and be able to just spread awareness about specific topics through what I'm doing. Because 
I think that's definitely like the goal I have at the moment is not just the commercial side, which I love, but then also having an impact because at the moment I don't really, um, other than making people smile. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I talked about this with, oh, I can't remember, it's one of our other guests. Um, I think it was Joey L actually, and about giving back. And, you know, it, it seems like nearly all artists I speak to, um, they they have this yearning desire. Once they kind of get to a stable platform, they kind of made a name themselves, have some income coming through. They're like, right, mm-hmm. okay, how can I how can I impact the world in the way I want to and, and the, yeah. the courses that I want to help, right? But before that, like I, I think a lot of people don't quite realize how many people they inspire just by oh, doing what they do, right? You're just putting a work out there and like you're talking about social media and putting posts out there. If half of the people that see your post, thousands of people, right? Every post, if half of them get inspired to either do what you do or go to where you've, you, you know, you've done a film about, then wow, that's, that's, yeah. wow, incredible is that? Like not it, many people get that privilege. To be fair, it's so crazy. Like yeah. sometimes I don't realize that these people actually exist. And then I haven't been recognized too often, maybe like 10 times per now, but when that happens, you're like, Oh, you've been recognized like in person? Yeah, That's in cool. presence. And they, people come to you and say that they have been like feeling inspired by your work. And I do get a lot of messages from women now who want to get into it, um, which is so awesome. So that's already really, really cool because there's just not enough. Um, but yeah, I want to focus more on the environment side as well um, and just tell deeper stories than just about traveling filmmaking. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um what are what are the causes and and areas of of I guess charity or or philanthropic causes that you that are close to your heart? Where is it that you want to turn your attention to? Um, I think it's a lot about people. Um, I I know that's what inspires me the most. I guess um, like right now when I was in Kenya, we went to this local village. And before that, we just stayed in this luxury suite the entire time, which is what normal people would always do. They'd be, they're going to be in the suite and then do their safari tours and then fly back home. And we're like, oh, this is awesome. That was Africa. Um, and then we went to this village and it was so different. And you just see all these um, people living in the tiny little round thing where there's just like trees around to protect them. And they literally have nothing. Like the kids showed me the kitchen. We we're so excited about it. And the kitchen was literally just like a little bonfire. They were like, oh, this is our kitchen. Come look. And these are the stories that I feel like should be put out so much more than rather than just the cinematics, which you see on my Instagram. It's like Kenya is beautiful. Like all these places in the world are beautiful. But there's so much more that people don't really see or talk about. Um, and these like being with these kids in that village, first of all, like it made me so insanely happy and grateful for what I can do in life. Um and for the way I grew up, but then also it hum- like it humbled me so much, um, and just seeing how happy these people were, even though they had nothing. It's just always so like it's a big realization. You're like, you literally don't need anything. It's like back to the community thing. As long as you have that, I feel like you can, you can do anything you want. Um, so yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, telling stories of people all around the world. Also going more into depth about like just specific people who had like crazy things that happen to them in life um just yeah telling stories like that would be beautiful what is ada growth what what is what is that ada growth i saw that on your oh, yeah yeah that's the um female empowerment startup that i was a part of in, okay um in austria which now like 
it's it's mental what's been happening. Um, my ex colleague Coco, first of all, such an inspiring woman. She's also just twenty four, and her eight, like two um agencies now they're blowing up. It's crazy. So she's she definitely was a big inspiration for me. Um, and yeah, Ada Growth was a female empowerment startup, or is a female so um, empowerment startup that we founded um about two years ago now, I think. Um, and now it's becoming international. So many people want to invest in it and um, it's starting to grow. It's so nice. It's been getting so many awards and reaching so many people. Um, but that, like the basic thing that it does, it's a B2B thing where um, in different, it's so hard to explain, where other businesses can buy the platform. And it definitely like, it's basically like Skillshare. So you have like okay. a lot of courses by women for women okay. um, to just make you more confident or whatever make you come across a little bit more just like you can you can do this and not like you're just like the little, little girl on on the sidewalk basically ngo or you know paid for uh no it's paid for yeah um yeah. but yeah it's I'm, I'm not a part of it anymore now but i've just been okay. seeing what's been happening and it's been really good is that something that you want to put time back into that type of female empowerment um movement i guess or i mean yeah for sure um I am like still doing little bits and pieces here, here like just by sharing what I'm doing, talking about um, women in the industry. I feel like no one has ever met me um, and had a conversation with me without me bringing in. There's no, there's no woman. Um, so I just keep raising awareness that way. And I'm definitely gonna have like once my YouTube is uh, properly started, I do want to talk about that way more. Just raise awareness that way. So maybe other female filmmaker stories or women in different businesses um so yeah is there anything else you want to talk about i mean we've got a platform now if there's anything you want to talk about or you know i feel a lot of us including me are kind of ignorant to those types of i don't not ignorant maybe that's a bit too harsh but you know i'm open for more education on the topic mm -hmm. um you know i'm keen to hear more about what we can do in terms of society to to help those opportunities and help the awareness better, um, but also understand the struggles that women do have in certain industries, certain sectors. I mean, talk about filmmaking. Like I didn't really know that stat. I've, mm -hmm. I've, you know, being a man, I probably have never given it that much thought. Photography, I've noticed it. And certainly like with the podcast, I think our first 10 episodes are all men. I was like, yeah. fucking hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. didn't. I didn't know any women photographers here, so yeah. it was kind of like you know, men, man meets man meets man, introduces to another man, and yeah. it's kind of that. I guess that's probably a big part of this almost closed network when it comes to filmmaking. But yeah. maybe you can share with with us more insights into um, the yeah. the problems and the 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 ceilings that women might might face. There's a lot of problems. One of them that I want to touch on before I forget is exactly that. Like it's a male friend group like for me now mm. um i'm always out with the boys which like if there's like lads night or whatever um and i'm the only one in the community that's a girl it's like it doesn't really work you can't just like throw one of them out because they're like a different gender but i feel like that's a struggle for a lot of women in the industry because it is so male dominated and some people would want to have another girl in there and if they don't they just feel left out which i don't think that anyone would do on purpose but you're just thinking of oh lads night um and it's like, oh, Julia's the only one. It's not, it's not a guy. Fuck. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, no, you can swear. That's but, fine. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So that's a struggle that I've been facing as well. I'm like, I want to I wanna obviously give everyone the freedom to just do whatever they want, but some people don't really think about it. Um, so yeah, friend group is definitely one of the things. So you kind right. of have to, you have to make sure that you socialize with guys to be a part of the community. And the community is so important for the jobs, for your growth, for everything, for your learning curve. So it's so important to surround yourself with these talented people. And if you're a girl who would r- rather want to hang out with girls, but there's not an industry, it's going to be really hard for you. Um, so yeah, definitely community aspect is a big thing about on, it. I on guess. that note, when you become friends with guys, yeah, do you find that you won't share certain things with them that you would with your girlfriends? Um, by now, I don't think so because I'm so used to it. But yeah, a lot of people would definitely have that struggle, I think. Because we, I mean, I think it's our nature. We are a little bit more sentimental. Obviously, not talking about the big picture or whatever. We are more emotional. We share a bit more than they would um, feel bad just generalizing that. But well, no, it's, it's true. we're different. Like Men it and is, women are different yeah, in, it, in the way they think about some things. Yeah, it right is, brain, it, left brain. Yeah, basically. So it is a little different. And you kind of have to adjust in a way, um, which does happen naturally after a while, like, by now I feel so much more comfortable around guys uh, which is also interesting because now I'm like talking about I know that no that's too cliche I was like talking about here but that's not really it but for some reason I feel more comfortable with that now which is crazy to me Um, so yeah I do know why girls would struggle because by now I think it would be really hard for me if the industry was uh, like female dominated because then I would struggle now because I'm so used to hanging out with Mm. boys um so yeah, that's a big learning curve for everyone to just be open and just don't care what the other people's gender is and just accept the fact that it is male dominated, but you still have to you have to be a part of it and you have to manage to make them uh, feel like you should be a part of it, even though you might be a girl, but you're just like, okay, she's freaking talented. She's cool. So she's a part of the lads, whatever. So yeah, yeah, totally. But that's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy and it's and it's deep within our not just men but just just humans generally and that's why you know you've seen contentious issues surrounding gender gender transformation race you know all of these things that should just be the same as hair color mm-hmm. oh blonde hair don't doesn't matter yeah. doesn't fucking matter none of this should matter right but for some reason it does um but anyway digress yeah. so you're talking about so what was the second thing you were going to say about the second the, thing the is um, traveling as a woman is different. Like I've just had a job mm. in uh, Saudi Arabia, for example. First of all, mm. I think a lot of like women traveling solo will just have struggles with it because sometimes it is a little harder. You yep. will get like all these looks from guys. Um, and when you travel alone to a job, you might be a little bit like, oh, I, I don't know any of these guys. So I don't know if this is like a dangerous situation, if, if I'm all right, if it's all just legit. Um, so these things do come to my mind and to everyone's mind I think which I don't think that guys think about that much um, if they would go on a job and it's only guys they're like yeah I don't mind don't know them they look cool whereas I feel like women will think a little bit more about it um, and that's definitely one thing that will hold a lot of girls back I think from starting out especially when they're like quite a young age and they're like okay I'm just going to be surrounded by like super talented guys or like people I don't know it is scary um and there's, you're going to travel to so many different countries who don't value women as much. Like in Saudi Arabia, for example, when I was on the job there, um, it's like the most basic things. No one thinks about it. But there's, for example, there's no toilets mm. for women on the road. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out shooting for 13 hours. There's going to be toilets for the guys. There's there's no bathroom for girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody thinks about it. And they're like, guys, 
hello, help. <laughs> um, and like, it's, it's all these small things. Then same thing, like, um, even if you go into like a fast food thing or whatever, need a grip, a quick, like grab a food or whatever. Um, all the guys will go on one side, you'll be left out, have to go the other, the other side. So you have to be like, when you, when you're in this industry as a woman, you have to be so like secure with yourself and feel confident to do all of this because you will be the one left out a lot and will have to do a lot just on your own and speak up for yourself like i know that sometimes even just being like the one who for me personally i don't want to annoy anyone and be the one who really needs a bathroom right now because the entire crew will then have to make something work in the middle of the desert because i don't have any other options um and even for me i'm like it's just uncomfortable to make the entire crew have like do something extra just because there's nothing for women there so yeah there is a lot of like small things that i think most people don't really think about and traveling as a woman is not easy sometimes when i meet a new crew um most of the times they're all really professional but still you're the girl in the group so sometimes it's not really as professional as you wish it would be um and all that flirting and whatever starts i'm like i'm here in a job really? i'm not um yeah um which i mean yeah, you mean with, natural, with guess, other photographers and filmmakers or you mean the the local crew on the ground, like the fixers and the, the guides and stuff? Oh, both. Both. Yeah. Also with with the people in the on the job. Most of the time it's totally fine. Um, but I mean, I get it. They're also not around too many other uh, female creators. So it's something new and fun. And, um, yeah, but it is annoying after a while. I'm just like, oh, just let me work. Oh. <laughs> um yeah so i feel like there's a lot of points could probably talk about that so long yeah um but yeah well it sounds like you have an amazing attitude to deal with it and that is actually you know thinking about it now must be a huge reason why a lot of what a lot of women don't go certainly in the travel space exactly um and then you think about maybe in a more more local space whether it's in a studio or just near where someone lives right in, mm -hmm. in a team and it's and it's if you're outnumbered, it's intimidating for anyone. Yeah. Like, you I feel know, like you would also feel intimidated if there was like a crew of like of, nine women around you. You'd I'll, feel I'll turn around and run out. the other yeah, way. Yeah, you'd feel like, oh, this is a little weird. My <laughs> <laughs> wife's away. Come on. Um, no, yeah, 100%. It's just a normal thing. It's just a 100%. And I've been in those situations and it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And you go with, you, you know, become an introvert kind of straight away. You're not exactly. as assertive as you should be as a professional. Like, Exactly. So you and then you just... don't perform as well either. Yeah. So you're just on set, like not yeah. really saying anything, yeah, yeah. being like a little yeah. shy. And then yeah. they also don't want to hire you anymore. So yeah. and then add like... in the travel aspect exactly. and all the, the, the cultural nuances that you have to deal with, right? Especially in places like the Middle East yeah. as, as a woman, it must be in incredibly difficult. Um, Keep keep doing what you're doing, inspiring thousands and thousands and thousands of <laughs> oh, well, women I'm out there. I'm not leaving. <laughs> um wonderful um speaking of i guess challenges that that you face you know outside of you know being a woman and and uh, i guess minority in that space what other challenges do you you constantly kind of rub up rub up against in filmmaking industry or just just doing your craft um i think my biggest challenge is myself i'm so hard on myself it's horrible. I don't know why. Um, it's bad because literally everyone around me is so supportive and sweet and believes in what I'm doing. And then I'm super confident around everyone else. But when it's about myself and I'm putting something together myself, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. And everyone else who I will show it to will be like, this is this is insane. And I will be like, no, nah, I could do so much better. 
Um, which in a way, I mean, it's good to always think that you could do better and want to be better. Um, but I'm too hard on myself. I think literally that's the biggest challenge, um, which I don't know why I do it I would, because I'm so confident in every other like way where I don't care what people say or whatever. Like I just do my thing, but I'm really hard on myself, which I shouldn't be. But isn't that also a good thing? Uh, you, in a way, yeah, I guess, because I keep pushing myself yeah, and challenging myself. You'll get the best um, result. Yeah. But like when I, like with, with client work, I feel like it's not too bad. But when then I want to do my own passion projects, like I said, now that I want to focus way more on YouTube, um, I already know that I'm going to, it's going to take me months to finish it up because I'm going to be like, nah, I can change this and this um, because I'm so hard on myself. Whereas every other client would have been so happy with what I already did in the week. And I would be like, nah, 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 nah. Uh, so yeah I feel like everyone including myself should be just a little bit more chill about that and just be happy with what they're doing like yeah man this is sick um, let's talk about equipment for a little bit I mean I, I, everyone loves to hit to hear um, you know what you shoot on what the guest shoots on T yeah. tell us about your setup tell us about the equipment you use and um, editing software and your mm -hmm. process and all of that good stuff alright um, first of all I feel like equipment is like it's not everything whatever everyone says that but um, I personally... I don't like asking this question, by the way, but yeah, I know but a lot of I people want to say... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I shoot with the Sony FX3, which is such an insane camera, um, mainly Why? because of its like low light uh, capabilities. It's so good. Image is like so clean. Um, you can even shoot like Netflix documentaries on it if you wanted to, because cinema, cinema line and approved and everything. Um, and you can rig it up super nicely. So if you have a client who just wants to have a nice setup and you want the camera to look cooler, because if for some reason clients want that, um, you can rig it up like and make it huge, which is great. And then it looks like you're a badass. <laughs> um, because for some reason, some clients just see a little thing and they're like, you get yeah. film with that. Um, then they see the sub. It's funny like, oh, that, isn't it? It's so weird. Um, but okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Sony FX3 can rig up so nicely. It looks beautiful. Um, I want to go into shooting only with prime lenses now because it just makes such a difference. Um, I love the look of it so much. It's just annoying. I feel like it's different for photo photography than videography because with video, if I have to switch and then change my gimbal settings and everything, it just takes so long, but it's so worth it. Um, tell tell beginners out there who may not know why, mm. why the prime lens would make such a big difference. Um, so prime lenses, it's just... With a zoom lens, obviously, it's, it's nice and easy. You can just like decide what focal length you want to shoot in at the moment, which is awesome. Um, but the image with a prime lens is so clean and crisp. You probably have like an f-stop of 1.4 or something, um, which just makes like your foreground like stand out from the background so much. You have a nice bouquet in the back. Um, it all looks so cinematic and clean. You do really see a huge difference, which... I, in the, in the beginning, didn't really think I would. But if you put like these two images next to each other, you're like... This just looks sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, there's less glass as well that the, the, the light has to go through. So you're exactly. generally going to get a nice, sharper, yeah. cleaner image. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Okay, so what else? Prime lenses. What prime lenses do you use? Um, 24, 35, 85. Okay. Um, so yeah, at the moment. Um, I don't have it, but I did shoot a lot of indoor stuff a couple of months ago where I shot only with the 14 all the time, wow. which was such a nice focal length. Like I didn't expect it, but for all the interior stuff, it's beautiful. The FX, the FX mm -hmm. is full frame? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so that was insane. It was really nice. Um, yeah. I don't know what else would be interesting. Gimbal? 
Yeah, I shoot most of my stuff on Gimbal now because DJI just, Ronin. Yeah, Ronin R is free, bro. Yeah. Um, I got the new one. Yeah, with the auto lock, it's just game changer. It's so nice. Other girls would have the handbags. I just always have my gimbal here. It looks really funny. Everyone's just making fun of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, it is a little sketch because mine is a little like broken on the handle and it would be so easy for my camera just to fall down, but gotta risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> it's okay. Gotta I risk just, it for I the biscuit. Try. I literally don't have time to buy a new one. So I'm like, yeah. It's that's, our, well, that's our hook for the video. <laughs> risk it for the biscuit. Love it. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that. Is it English? <laughs> Skip for the biscuit. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it sounds like you get me excited about. I mean, it, is there? I mean, talking about male, female, mm-hmm. it sounds like you get excited by your equipment. I know a lot of oh, guys like they they're kind of tech geeks, right? They love their tech. Yeah. Me included. Love cameras and equipment. Just anything that's got buttons. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Are um, you the same? I, f- I feel like it depends. Like if I compare myself to my brother, my brother would so much more be like a tech freak than me. For me, it's literally just cameras. You can't really excite me about a computer other than the fact that it's fast and I'm like okay I want it um whereas cameras for some reason that's just a different thing for me a camera is just yes it's like a Pandora's <laughs> box of just yeah, magic just, right I, I love it um I get really excited about cameras and equipment the last couple of days we've been um starting to play around with magic arms and stuff um which just makes I don't know if, if you if you probably know but for everyone else you like attach this plastic arm to your camera and attach maybe like a phone or whatever another object on the other side and you get like these super unique shots um so every like toy accessory that you can add to your camera i want to try like give me you're like bnh's favorite customer yeah yeah it's cinema photo (laughs) yeah um what about your editing what what software do you use or what software do you recommend for people to use um I'm using Premiere Pro, okay. But um, literally, like this week, started switching to DaVinci, okay, because I'm a big color grading freak, um, and I just didn't have the time to properly do it. I didn't want to do it like while I was working on a client project. Whereas now I do have this week um, for myself now, or these five days, and I was like, okay, I need to use these five days now because I don't know when I will get that again. Five um, days, God! Oh my God, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, mental. That's a lot. Yeah. You need to get back out there. Yeah, I should. <laughs> it's great. It's mental. I literally didn't have that in a while. There was like the flight back to Bali was my fifty-first flight since March this year. Wow. So that's crazy. That's crazy. My 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 footprint is really bad. Do it while you're young and healthy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But Eco-friendly. Yeah, very. It's just crazy to me. I saw that. I was like, 51. That's a lot. Don't even know how many countries I did this year. But it was basically like one project straight to the next, which I would not recommend. Like I got so burned out the last weeks, which is also I feel like nobody really talks about it. I also didn't talk about it on my Instagram, which I probably shouldn't be more open about it. But um on my last jobs, I tried to give all my energy on the shoot and on set and just be that happy, super passionate person. But then I got into my room and I just started crying, not because I wasn't grateful or anything, but just because I didn't have energy left. Um, and I feel like most people don't really talk about burning out and just doing too much, um, which I know now that I did. That's why it took these five days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is so five shy. days enough to get over burnout? Um, it's gonna have to be. I mean, for me, I feel so much better now. Like when I came back from Africa, um, like it was so cute because um, all my friends stayed up and welcomed me. It was it was really cute. But I was just sat there crying because I was so. Yeah, relieved. can you just fuck so... off? 
Like, I need <laughs> no, to go to sleep. No, no, that's no. what you're saying, Julia. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, no, but I was just sat in the room. They were all so cute. And I just started crying because I was so relieved that I was home. And I was like, okay, now, now it's good. And even the next day, I felt so much better. Um, so, yeah, for me, I guess it was a lot about being around people who just gave me some energy back again. Um, and then being in a place that makes me feel at home and just relax a bit. Um, but yeah, I did get really burned out the last weeks, um, which is not ideal. But Well, it's, it's on my notes to talk about it, so we might as well mm-hmm. talk about it now since you brought it up. But, um, you know, a, a coupled question I was going to actually ask as well was, what, what's your lowest point been in this journey of you as a photographer and now filmmaker? And I presume burnout might be part of that, or, I mean, maybe you can explain to us. Have you had any... Yeah. So like, I didn't have anything really bad to be fair. I do also have to say, um, I guess you probably have seen that, but it's literally been a year in this industry and I got to do so much. So it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and I'm crazy grateful. Like, I don't want to say that at all, especially like the last months. I went from project in Italy straight to a project in Saudi Arabia to a project in Turkey and um, Maldives and then to Bali within the span of three weeks. Um, so that was what did I say four five countries in three weeks um, and I felt like I just couldn't enjoy it anymore and it wasn't all of these insane places with like the the biggest like my dream clients with the coolest crews ever and I was so grateful but I, I couldn't enjoy it and I think for me that was when I felt at my lowest in a way because I just I just didn't I, I could, didn't love it as much as I should have I should have been in that moment and I'm like all my dreams are becoming true. I'm I'm doing exactly what I love. I should have been insanely grateful. But I was there being grateful, but just wanting to cry. Um, which is definitely not a point that I want to get to again. I just want to be able to enjoy everything fully, give my full energy to anyone. Um, because that's also something I like in Africa now I noticed, which was the last job I was on. Um, I was for them, I was it seemed like I was still full energy because they didn't know me yet but for myself I was so disappointed in what I could give um that's so I don't know I felt like I was just not 100% myself because I didn't have any energy left and I wanted to give so much more of myself but couldn't and everyone was like oh your energy is amazing and I was like nah you don't know me my energy right now is not there (laughs) um so yeah that's something I just don't want to do anymore I want to be proud of um who I presented myself as and the work I like managed to do within that like on that project and I felt like I really I can't fully say that about like the last couple of weeks because I just didn't have all the energy in me that I wish I would have had it compounds as well and it's insidious like Mm -hmm. you kind of don't know you're getting burnt out until you're fucked yeah and then you go okay something's wrong right yeah but I feel like everyone I speak to about this me included you you almost have to experience a burnout to recognize oh Oh, okay, this kind of led to this, and yeah. you know, now I know my limit as to where I I um can prevent myself maybe in the future not getting to that that yeah. point. What advice can you give others to not have to experience that or to avoid burnout? I think the main thing is really being able to say no, even if it's a big job. If you feel like right now you don't really feel like it, I think that's the first thing when you feel like you're passion starts being more of a burden then like no don't don't do a job right now 
get back to find that passion, see why you love it, spend a week or two traveling your friends, just creating for yourself, whatever, to find that passion again and then go on that job because you wouldn't have performed well. Even if that would have been your dream client, you would have probably not been as good as you could have been because you would have kind of hated what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So taking that time off is actually so productive and people don't really think that time off and relaxing is productive, but it's so insanely important. And I feel like especially as a freelancer, you want to keep pushing yourself and do things all the time. You want to be productive all the time. But being productive sometimes means doing nothing. Getting back into that hate, a headspace of why you're passionate about um, being bored, getting new ideas again. Um, it's it's so important. Being bored. I think we've lost the the skill of that. It's almost a skill now to yeah. be bored. You know, we used to be bored all the time. I'm a lot older than you. So I was I remember times before devices, right? And before, even before, when we had dial-up internet, it was just like, it was a treat to go and spend 30 minutes on the Mm -hmm. internet, right? It was so kind of, I can still put myself in a, in a boring state of mind, but Mm -hmm. um, it's so difficult nowadays because of, you just have everything you want at your fingertips. Like you've, you've you've got this device, let's talk about phones, Mm -hmm. um, as well as many other devices. Now with AI coming in at, it's just like overload, yeah. overload, overload if you want it. So you have to consciously make the effort to step away from it. Exactly. Right? Which is hard because as a freelancer, you always feel like everyone's doing something. I should do something. There is always something yeah. you can do. You can you can update your website. You can reach out to someone. You can you can make a new reel, whatever. Be be active on your socials. I don't know. Put another story up. It doesn't end as a freelancer. There's always something you can't do. Um, and I feel like on it's so important on that to-do list to have relax as a point that's quite far up be like okay no right now i'm literally i'm going out without my phone without any device and i'm just having a wholesome i don't know walk at the beach or something be in the moment and exactly just like, and it's so important it's so important that's what i've been doing quite a lot like the last days i've been i've, I've had to work quite a bit um but whenever i wasn't working i, I just put my phone away and I was like i'm i just want to be here right now just see the world through my eyes and not my laptop right now um yeah. so that's been helping so much yeah so i think everyone has to learn that it's one reason why I love this, the podcast platform, because it gives us two hours just to talk with someone Yeah. without true. like how many times you go to a restaurant or with friends or something. And, you know, at some point within an hour, someone's on their phone, right? Yeah. Well, even if it's just whatever. Yeah. But, but still, even though they're around, they're kind of in the environment. But um, yeah, it is very important. And mental health generally, like if, especially if you're a freelancer and let's talk about this with a good friend. Well, Finn, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, You know, he has this incredible strength inside and strength of belief that even when maybe he pitches for jobs and doesn't sometimes get what he wants he believes that um it's something will come up it always has done he's mm-hmm. always so he he often fights as a freelancer you know he's got to put food on his table um often fights with just the the desire to just be on it all the time right and be doing something i've got to chase this got to chase this or yeah. I know friends who are getting these jobs, but why am I getting you? I need to do this, work harder, work mm-hmm. harder, work harder, work harder. And often it's just work smarter, not work yeah. harder, right? He's so good at that. Yeah, he's yeah, it's it's very impressive. I generally like I feel like I have to give Finn the biggest shout outs because he was one of the first people in the industry that I met and I've been following his work for so long. Um now he's like one of my closest friends, but I've also been such a huge fan of his work. And then we met at this party and I didn't even know how what he looked like. I just knew his work. And he came up to me and uh, talked about like um, some work that I, I put out the last weeks. And I was like, like, all of that was amazing. I saved that in, in that folder. And that's like one of my favorite images. And I was like, what? 
Um, so having people around like Finn who just believed in me from the beginning when I didn't really believe that I could do it myself was the best and most important thing. So I feel like I, I owe Finn a lot, not only for being one of the sweetest humans ever, but for having that belief in so many people, not just me, but he sees something, he sees passion and talent and he'll tell you and he'll make you feel like, you know, like you're good at this. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Finn's great. I just wanted to rewind because we 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 talked about equipment and you mentioned your editing software. I just want to kind of just um, wrap that up with um, your cinematic look. You know, you talked about cinematic look a lot, and that's kind of the the style that you you're obviously very good at. But you also want to kind of dive deeper into when it comes mm -hmm. to YouTube, longer form videos, things like that. Tell people how you know what cinematic actually means and how if you're a stickler for color grading like how, how give us some spe specifications like how how can you make something cinematic i feel like that's so hard because it kind of means something a little different to everyone yeah um but for me personally something like it doesn't even have to be the cleanest shots or anything if it has a good story or a good flow of like flow is the most important thing in a piece to create um it becomes cinematic like you might watch a film and you're like this is absolutely awesome you look at this like just specific clips and like actually like the clip itself is not that nice but if the filmmaker is able to put it together in a way that it just flows so nicely it all works together it has a good storyline from the beginning to the end that's what makes it cinematic not just one cinematic clip that's not really how it works so it's so much more about thinking about sequences thinking about why this clip works next to the other because on Instagram, you see a lot of people just putting clips together, which is awesome. Like, they're all beautiful clips. But that alone doesn't make it cinematic. You have to have a flow. You have to think about why Why does this this work together? Maybe it all goes, like, into the same direction or something. A lot of people just have, like, a little crisscross happening all the time. So this moves right and left and forward and back. And you're like, Where's your, where, where should I look? Whereas one of the main things that I try to always focus on is everything just has a flow into one direction so your eyes keep moving with it everything just kind of stays like i don't know it just makes it look so much nicer um so i think that's one of the biggest things that i learned the last months was trying to make your videos flow instead of just having nice clips almost piecing a story together exactly, right? in terms yeah. of that flow yeah yeah storytelling is the number one the thing. thing yeah make people feel something and it becomes something I think it's important for us, you know, because I, I try and put this across as well, even with photography, same thing, mm -hmm. just less complex, I guess, in the storytelling. I think it's photography's, um, yeah, let's not talk about that, but it's, let's say the same principle in terms of storytelling, right? Yeah. It's visual arts. It's it's the same kind of concept. But it's so many people, especially beginners, and I totally understand this, I'm not judging at all because I was one of these guys, but they focus so much on the aesthetics, the style, the equipment, the techniques, which is great. But, the, you know, the most important thing is the skill to be able to storytell and the narrative. Yeah. That's where the true art comes in, right? Yeah. So I think it's really important for people to understand that. It is so important. I feel like it makes such a difference if you just look at a nice photo or a photo where you're like, this does something in me. And if a photographer or whatever artist manages to create a piece that makes you feel something or makes you envision a story around that image, that's when you're a true artist instead of just having a beautiful photo. Mm. That's awesome already, like mm. good on you. But being able to 
tell a story or evoke an emotion in a person with your art, then chapeau. Good job. <laughs> Difficult to explain how to do. It's almost like trial and error. Learn. It definitely le- is. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone starts out taking nice photos. But I think after a while, you just develop a style. Just try out different things. See what you vibe with. And not not try to like copy someone else's style. Because I feel like that way you will never really be able to get something across that's like feels like something or like it evokes an emotion but like it has to be something you're passionate about and when you're passionate about an image um then you kind of start telling a story with it slowly so, yeah. what about what about the aesthetics though tell us you know some color grading tips maybe for that cinematic look it's so hard to say because <laughs> cinematic is so different you can have it like um if you do it like a little bit more old school, you have a little bit more green tint. That's super cinematic. Mm-hmm. I feel like with grading, it's you can't really like look at all the Hollywood movies. They all have different grading styles. Um, it's hard to say. You can have a really clean look and it will be cinematic or you can have it like super messy and dirty and the skin co- colors aren't even really nice, but it works with all the other colors and then it's a little grainy and it's still cinematic. So I think it's not that much about color grading. Um, but you said you're a stickler for color grading. So again, yeah. let me rephrase the question. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's no there's no just rule of thumb and it's very specific to whatever you're shooting, but how do you go about thinking about color grading? If you do you think about it pre-production and go, you know, how is this going to how do I want this to look to fit in with what's going on in the in the in the film or do you kind of just wait to post and just go, okay, now, what are we doing with the colors? What's what's the process? Um, for me personally, I think I already know what it looks like while I'm shooting it. Okay. So um, if I shoot a hotel scene and it's all quite vintage, um, I already feel like, okay, that's going to be like more of an 80s vibe, a little bit more warm, like okay. warm tones, um, all of that vibe. If it's something, I don't know, like a super clean um, hotel in Jakarta, then that's not going to be the vibe to go for. Then that's going to be very clean, a lot of whites, just bright tones. Um, I feel like that's something you're just going to learn and get the eye for when which kind of grade makes sense. Um, I think you learn a lot by just watching other videos. For me, it's specifically um, music videos where I learn so much from. Really? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, um, I feel like people get really creative in music videos and there's no specific style for it. For like commercials, most of the time are quite clean. Yeah. Whereas music videos, you have super clean stuff. You have like, the messiest footage you could possibly have and it still looks absolutely dope. Um, so I never say dope. <laughs> <laughs> Just did. <laughs> um, Exclusive. So, yeah, literally. Um, for me, music videos might be one of my biggest source of inspiration at the moment. Do you have a favorite? No, I feel like that just changes. Okay, so you've got some favorite photos as well. Yeah, unless you just brought like super old photos though. Because... Do you want to... Do you want... Um, yeah, like the, what I picked out is literally because that's the one where I said that Finn reached out to me. Oh, okay, of, cool. Yeah. Um, it also just goes back to the community aspect, I guess. Do you have it on your phone? Yeah. We can have a look at. Um, so it was this specific photo that, um, Finn, uh, yeah, Finn loved so much. Um, uh, yeah. Sick. Which, yeah, I started off like doing a lot more conceptual work there's three photos in there um the second one i think has carl in it um 
that was all the but first just, project. Yeah, I can just go for it's just there's just free in that folder. Kausha core. Yeah. Because I also wanted to say that I had I think one of the reasons why for me um it all went so fast, like being at the point in my business right now, um, after just doing it for one year, I think it's a lot about the network. And mm. people don't put enough like emphasis on that, I guess, and just try to do it on their own. Whereas for me, I started out working with the best of the best and I got to learn so much from them and they believed in me when I didn't yet. Um, so people like Finn and Carl and Clay were there right in the beginning when I didn't even properly film yet and were like, no, you're going you're gonna to get there. Um, were so important for me. That's why that specific image is like one of those that will always be very just important to me in a way. How did you meet Carl then? Um, because he was on that project in Turkey that oh, I got okay. invited to. Okay. Um, so that was really cool. So and cool. throughout my entire journey, I just kept focusing on networking. Um, Is that him as well? That's Clay. Oh, that's that's Clay. the other friend. Yeah. Um, so. Very cool shots. Thanks. Yeah, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, that was, that was a vibe. Um, yeah, Clay's also absolutely. Insane. That man and woman look super cool as well. Yeah. It was, that was a really cool shoot. Um, and since then, like, my my network just has expanded so much. Like, I know I know so many people in this industry, which I feel like is one of the most amazing things that you can say. Um, and it's so valuable. Not only having friends, like, having friends that do the same, and you can, like, just bounce off each other, share ideas. Um, they kind of have the same struggles, they not what know what you're going going through. Like uh, when I started out, and everyone was already so good. I just started out. They were like, "Oh yeah, I, I remember like a couple of years ago and whatever." Um, it just helps so much. So building your network like in a smart way and thinking about which people like will help you on your way. That doesn't even have to mean that they're like crazy successful. But even if they're just someone you meet along the way who really really believes in you, um, doesn't have to be that he has like seventy thousand million followers, whatever. Um, it's it's just so important like choose your time and the people around you wisely and instead of just spending your time with people who want to go out and party all the time if that's not what you want to do then don't be around those people um and that's i think the main thing that everyone always like also knows me about like the people i have around me are the most talented most passionate and sweetest people in this industry probably also um, some of the sweetest people in the world um and i wouldn't want to have it any other way because this way my network for me personally for mental health is the best it could be because everyone's insanely sweet and supportive and at the same time for everyone's business it's the best network could be as well because everyone's just helping each other out with jobs and with learning and with growth so yeah i would just say to literally everyone who starts out take care of the people around you make sure you have um the most amazing people around you that you could and just connect with everyone who does the same and support each other it's so important it will bring you a long long way yeah totally how do you go about meeting those people is it you put yourself out there for jobs and you kind of most of them come through the jobs that you go on i mean um, in the beginning not really because i started out traveling and just living off like remote editing jobs um okay. mainly and then i did a few um jobs here and there but um i met most people online I'm not good at texting others on Instagram. I'm really bad at that. But somehow, luckily, other people texted me. I'm more like really good at actually meeting people. So um, I know you've had Kyle on, for example, yep. or whatever. 
Um, and I've been following him. I saw he was in Bali. So I think it's just important. You see there's someone you think is cool. You're going to just take that courage to be like, hey, I'm here. Do you want to meet up? Do you want to shoot? Can I help you do something? Maybe as well. Maybe just offer you help for something. Um, and doing that is so important, especially in the beginning. You want to get these connections. You want to be able to learn from these people, see how they work, see what they're doing um, and getting into this community because that's how you are able to grow that fast. Um, it's literally, it's all about the people you have around you. Yeah, I know that was one of your um, biggest tips, right? For people wanting to do what you do. 100%. What else? What other, what other tips and pieces of, you know, big pieces of advice you can offer? Um staying true to yourself and not like feeling pressured by other like achievements mm. because i think a lot of us even though like the entire community is so supportive but you still see um okay they're working so much right now and i'm not and whatever and you just keep comparing yourself whereas instead like see it so differently that person's a job right now so you can't focus on things that i actually have time to focus on right now um, for example i still don't have a website because i didn't ever put the time in so if someone else is doing a job right now then instead of being like oh my god I, I sh I, what, what, what have I done wrong I don't know just be like hey I can, can focus on my website now that's awesome so just see what you can do um, yourself instead of focusing on what other people do because I'm sure you have so much that you could focus on and work on um, and having time is actually such a privilege so stop comparing yourself don't try to mimic being someone else because um, what will make you successful is who you are and that your work is unique. So if you try to be like someone else and or like have work that is like someone else's, you're not going to be successful with that because that person already exists. So why would they book you? Like, it's no reason yeah. for it. Yeah. Unless you undercut them. Yeah. And then that's just... <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No. It's not good. No, it's no. not fun. <laughs> what else? I know you talked about... Um, just doing it right just starting uh, i yeah. mean a lot of people talk um procrastinate i guess or don't have the confidence to just yeah. jump in what kind of advice can you offer in that in in that area um i think it's so important to don't overthink things like right. for me um especially in the beginning there were opportunities coming up and instead of thinking about it or thinking that it could be scary or maybe maybe i'm not ready for it that's a big thing i, I don't feel ready a lot of the times so mm. but you just have to do it. There will never be a right time. Um, so if you don't feel ready, that's the exact moment that you should do it because that's when you're going to be able to grow. If you feel ready for it, that's already too late because then you're already there. Like that's that's boring. You're not going to learn from that. So if you feel like you you have a dream, you have a passion, it doesn't have to be filmmaking, photography, it can be something completely different. Um, even if it's scary, literally just do it and try it because after seeing so many success stories, um, just with the people around me I literally feel like whatever you put your mind to if you're passionate about it and if you put in the work and don't procrastinate you can literally do whatever you want with your life um, and I feel like a lot of people are just scared of that they don't want to like leave that stability um, and safety that their life gives them but if you're truly passionate about something then honestly just do it it's such a waste of time if you just yeah stay in that same spot you're not going to grow you're not going to learn you're not going to do anything so that's just why there you go. Just do it. Yeah. You should be um, ambassador for Nike. 
<laughs> Perfect. I will be. Hello, thanks. Come on. <laughs> Interesting. You talked about um, you know not mimicking someone else. I think it's very easy for people these days with the saturation of social media, with you know the more people than ever being photographers and um, in that kind of visual art space. How um, I guess how do you find a unique style or a unique voice in in this type of industry i mean it is hard i feel like in the beginning it is good to find inspiration from others and see what they're doing um and i guess it's a trial and error kind of situation where you're going to try different styles um and you're going to see what you like and what you don't but as soon as you like something even if it's something completely different than what other people do you should stick to exactly that because if you try to be someone else and try to mimic someone else's style even though you're not passionate about it or good at it you're i don't know it's not going to do anything for you so try different styles in the beginning find what just what you're passionate about and when you found that thing even if it's different then just do it and stick to it what about your inspirations is um do you have you know one or two people that you really really look up to in in the industry that you kind of don't want to mimic but kind of want yeah. to emulate in some way um it's so hard to say there's so many <laughs> crazy good um filmmakers for my own passion work i do have to say um sam potter's work at the moment mm -hmm. but there's there's so many good ones i feel like honestly my main inspiration are the people that i have around me because they are the most talented people in the industry and they're like i think what motivates and inspires me so much is how passionate they still are about what they're doing and some of them have been on it for like a couple of years and they're still so passionate and that's what i never want to lose it's it's that passion so um there's a lot of people that might be insane filmmakers but i don't know them personally so i feel like they don't inspire me as much as the people around me who are so good at what they're doing but still so nice to everyone so just grounded and down to earth and crazy passionate so all my best friends are biggest inspirations so well, good okay perfect <laughs> We have a tradition on this podcast where our guests write a question for the next guest, kind of not knowing who, who's going to be on. So yeah. the, the last guest we had, Sophie, she she wrote a question for you without knowing you or would be on. The question is, awesome. um, what is your most treasured memory? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think I'm going to say that business-wise right now, um so business wise i think my favorite moment of the last year um was when i was on that job in saudi arabia and it was two female like one female filmmaker and one female producer and we were leading the entire project and first of all that doesn't happen that there's just women leading um and doing like the whole cinematography and also the fact that it was in Saudi Arabia, which is a country that's just not as developed in that direction yet. Um, so for me, business-wise, that just felt like such an achievement and just made me so happy and proud um, for everyone involved in it. So that was really cool. I think Good that must have been amazing. one of the best memories yeah. this year. Cool. Awesome. What does it look like in the future in terms of making new memories, right? What, what does the next year, two years look like for Julia? Um, hopefully, um, I'm just gonna do a lot more passion work. I'm, I definitely want to keep working with the amazing brands I get to work with at the moment. 
But I do want to just focus on doing my own stuff more and tell stories. So I think that the most, like the coolest memories for the next years will probably be um, me and my friends on crazy expeditions around the world and the craziest places, um, trying to tell unique stories and capturing that. Um, and I really want to do that with a cool group of people, involve my friends, also be able to pay everyone, which I feel like is a really important part because some people feel like, oh, since they're their friends, it's not that important. Whereas I feel the exact opposite. If you're my friend, I want to make sure that you're getting paid. I don't really care about myself. Um, but different topics. So I feel like my goal for the next years is just crazy adventures with some of my best friends um, whilst telling incredible stories. Do you have any specific places and stories in mind at, at, at this moment? Um, I want to go way more into like just different tribes around the world. So I definitely want to do the Amazon forest and do something over there. I want to go to Antarctica for a couple of months. Um, also here in Indonesia, there's so much that hasn't really been told yet. Uh, I want to go up to Sulawesi and there's like this tribe, like these um, fishermen. or What are they called? I don't even know right now. Um, sea gypsies? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Awesome. Uh, which I definitely want to capture as well. Um, and then go way more into restoration stuff, um, which I get like I got to work on a project um, with this coral restoration last year. They did a coral restoration in Kenya and it was so beautiful to see and everyone was so passionate about it. Um, I wasn't there to film. I just edited it. But like just seeing what people can mm. do if they put their mind to it and none of them were getting paid for it, but they just wanted to do something good. Um, that was beautiful. And I want to do way more of that. Cool. Good for you. What about um, futuristic challenges? Is that does AI come into your thought process in terms of planning for it, or do you just not care? I mean, in a way, I think everyone's kind of thinking about it, but I think we shouldn't be scared about it. The way I do it right now, I'm not into it like crazy, but um, I obviously like did experiment with Photoshop Beta a bit, um, and I love using ChatGPT for um, so like pictures and stuff. Exactly, but it just helps so much. Um, so instead of just seeing it as an issue or just being scared of it, I see it more of like it is a tool that can help you so much as well. So as long as you get onto it as soon as it starts and start using it for your advantage, then it's so amazing to have. If you don't do it and everyone else does, of course they're gonna just be better, be quicker than you. Um, so I think in a way we kind of all just have to adapt a little bit and just see it in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, here, here. Let's finish with... Um... <laughs> Why do you say that? Huh? What? Why do you say that? You... Here, here. Do you know what here, here in, in uh, the UK means like I agree? Oh, really? Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. heard yeah. that. What? It's okay. actually, it's kind of a posh term, so I won't make too much <laughs> about it. But it's Ooh. in um, in Parliament, politicians... If they agree with whatever the speaker is saying, mm -hmm. they go, here, 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 here. I've never I don't know. That, I, don't know. <laughs> I thought that was more of a like. We need hey, to chat GPT, uh, find out the background between the, the phrase here, here. Um, That's so anyway, funny. I agree. Well said. Um, this is also a kind of tradition which is kind of aligned with um, what I'm going to ask you to do later in terms of writing a question for our next guest. But it's kind of a lucky dip conversation card. So um, if you pick a card, um, don't look at it and then I'll I'll ask you the, the question and put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, it's okay. All right. All right. Cool. So powerful. Oh. Like, give me the card. I'm asking the question. Yeah, look at the watch. Um oh wow. 
This is from uh, so Melanie C. It'd be a fellow fellow. It'd be a, one of the Spice Girls. Wrote this question. Yeah, you, you know, you know the Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah must say. I'm not that young. I don't know, it's like Austria. <laughs> I mean, I do they have them? In, did, were they in Austria? I guess they were. Oh. Yeah. Oh, she asked, "Would you do it all again?" Oh, a hundred percent. I think, like the process is what makes it so fun. Which is like, there's so many moments in my life where I feel like I do want to go back. I want to go back to being like not being able to film and like. Because you have such a crazy learning curve where everything just happens so quickly and you just get so excited about like just being able to grade a little better or capture a shot and see like see more like about the composition and what looks good. Um, there's so many things that I would love to experience again. Even if it's just that little bit of fear, being nervous and not really knowing if it's going to work out. Um, it, I think life is all about these highs and lows and I had a lot of lows in my life, but I'm so insanely grateful for all of them because they teach you so many lessons. So it doesn't matter how bad or whatever the situation was, how bad or good, I would love to do it all again. Literally. I'm so grateful for every every single moment. Would I think you've answered this already, but would you change anything? Or if, if there was anything that you would just tweak a little bit, what might it be? I don't really think so. Maybe the only thing is just um, believing in myself right from the beginning. Okay. Because then I would have been able to do it even quicker. Even though I do like the speed that I did it. But, <laughs> a year um, is pretty good to yeah, get where you got to. Yeah, it's quite good. <laughs> but I think that's literally the only thing. Everything else, no, it was it was important that all of it happened. So, no, yeah. I don't want to. Well, it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure seeing... Uh, retrospectively your journey but i look forward to following your journey from from now on even more so thank and thank you so, you so much. much for for being here and chatting to us it's been thank you for having a me. privilege it was really really fun i thank did you. enjoy it a lot thank you <laughs>